From the bayous in Louisiana to the Camber country up north, you'll find them out on the trap line chasing furs to put up on the border. Mixing up another batch of that magical stuff, chilling around the fire after the show. Hey, it's Sarah and Jeff, and maybe a guest on the trapping radio. Hello and welcome to Trappin' Radio 2.0. Um, this is Jeff Dunlap. I'll be hosting this operation or disaster, or we'll see in an hour how it turns out. Um, but I appreciate everybody tuning in and you know listening and uh, recommending it to friends, and you know just sharing it around you know the different social media and helping us to get it to to grow. Um, we. Uh, you know, really see a increase in the numbers of people listening, and we we really appreciate that. Um, you know, we'd do it if uh, one person was listening, but, uh, you know, it's always nice when you're doing something, you know, to get a, a big, good reaction back out of it. Um, so, anyways, we really appreciate it. Uh, we're going to cover our sponsors, because they help pay for the uh, server, and... We are, first sponsor is F&T Post.com. They're out of Alpena, Michigan. They have all everything you need for trapping, hunting with hounds, predator calling, skinning, fleshing, uh, you know, just about anything. They got, uh, you know, on their building, they got a fur room. Um, you know, you could buy one for your wife and your girlfriend, and... You know, you know, hopefully the two never meet. But they both would appreciate you buying them a nice tan fur. And, you know, uh, they sell, uh, you know, the uh, blankets made of fur. You know, so just saying, you know, you got to take care of your wife and your girlfriend. So <laughs> not that I know that from personal experience. So and then, you know, and you can reach uh, F&T. At their website, www.fntpost.com. And tell them that uh, I told you to call. So at 989-354-8727. It used to be their phone number was 727. And uh, that was the Hubbard Lake Exchange, Hubbard Lake, Michigan, even though they're out of Alpena. So that's why I always start to say the 727. But it's 989-354-8727. And we also have uh, funky trap tags and trapping supplies out of uh, Guthrie Center, Iowa. Alan Sayer, the owner, and uh, Little Alan. If you get Little Alan on the phone, you know, generally Little Alan, there's Big Alan and Little Alan. And I started calling Little Alan Handsome Alan. And uh, every time he agrees that, you know, he, he, he'll answer to Handsome Alan. Uh, I say, so you're saying uh, Alan Sayer is 
is the ugly Alan. And he says, no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> so, so if you call there to Funkies, give little Alan some shit and call him Handsome Alan. Is this Handsome Alan? <laughs> so it's just something fun. You know, I mean, when you call up, it's nice to have a rapport with somebody, you know, and, you know, laugh and joke. And, you know, I, I love that. You know, I mean, I, I love to l- laugh and joke and have a good time and not take things too seriously. Um, so, you know, you can get a hold of uh, Handsome Allen if you need any trapping supplies um, at FunkyTrapTags.com, I believe. So, I don't know. I, I just... Stop in there and, and uh, you know, and uh, pick up what I need. So I'm, I don't even go on their website. I've been on there before, but just not recently. So, um, you know, so those are, you know, two good ones. Um, the other thing is uh, Alan still sends out, um, for Dunlap Lures, F&T is the distributor. You know, we take the stuff in there and they send it out for us. And, you know, and I don't retail the reason I don't retail is I couldn't go trapping. You can't do everything. Yeah, you'd make, you know, instead of selling it for wholesale, you'd get retail. Um, but you can't do everything and trap. And most of the people that get into the trapping industry, you know, are sending out stuff for their website and doing this and this. And so we, what we're I'm not willing to, I, I, I didn't get into this to stop trapping. That's my first love of all this is the trapping. And, uh, you know, right, and now it's, you know, be tied up with lure making and, you know, seeing the reaction from the animals. But I'm not willing to give give up the trapping to, to send out stuff, you know, to people. I just, I'm not. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so F&T is my distributor, has been since I started. That was always my plan. I did not want to send out retail stuff. You know, I mean, we send out hoodies and stuff like that. But people, you know, if we're out of town, we can throw some in a bag in the back seat. And if we run out, you know, we tell the people, hey, you know, we're out of town trapping. You know, can you wait a week? And everybody's always been super nice about it. You know, it's not like bait and lure where, you know, you need it. You ran out and, and you need it right now. So... Everybody's always been super about it, you know. Usually if you communicate with somebody, you know, they're pretty understanding, especially, you know, trappers. And, uh, you know, so Alan, is, Clint had it set up with Wolf or, with Predator Control Group is a distributor for Predator, Predator Control Group. Alan sends out all the stuff. We take it to Alan. But one change that we made... Um, you know, if you know anything about Dunlap lures, you know, we have the lures are one ounce and they're four ounce. And a lot of the Eastern guys, that's what we do is, is it's one ounce and four ounce. It seems like it's a wet, a Western thing where they go two ounce and four ounce or just four ounce. And, you know, to me, we're set up for one and four ounce. Um, I think that that's a better, um, you know, thing for a beginner trapper to buy a one ounce lure rather than a two ounce. And so what I do is, is, uh, we're switch. We've already started. Uh, Alan will have, has everything in the one and one ounce and four ounce sizes. And you can still get it in the two ounce sizes if you absolutely have to have it for quite a while, because there's a real big stock that Clint had built up. Um, you know, so you know, you can go through F&T or anybody else or Allen or wherever, 
you know, to get two ounce on most, most items you can find them. I mean, Cumberland's and, you know, uh, you know, um, everybody else that handles it, WCS, um, you know, Mike Murray out of West Virginia, you know, a lot of them have a lot of the two ounces left, but worse, we've already, it can last June, in July, we were already switching over to the one in the four ounce. So, you know, you'd be able to, you know, get it from, uh, you know, F and T and Funkies right now, and I, I think Mike Murray out of West Virginia has a bunch of the one and four ounce, um, you know. So, and a lot of with Clint stuff, you could buy it like in a four ounce, but you couldn't get a two ounce, and you know, or you could buy the two ounce, but you couldn't get the four ounce, you know. And I just wanted to standardize everything. Uh, it's easier for people, you know, with with catalogs and stuff like that, and you know, and not have like 27 different prices. And, you know, I just wanted to standardize everything. Me and Sarah did. And, uh, you know, it, you know, it's easier for somebody that's just getting into trapping, you know, to spend 750 on a one ounce lure than, you know, uh, 13 seems like a lot more, even though you're getting, you know, double the lure. So, um, you know, that just to explain to you what's going on, um, you know, you guys have, Bought off Clint for a long time. I talked to him, and he said that the reason he didn't do it, he didn't want to fill that many bottles. That's the only reason that he didn't do, you know, uh, you know the ones, the one ounce. Um, and he said some of his, he wouldn't add two ounces if it wasn't for F&T pushing him that they wanted them. Um, so, you know, it's just, uh, it's the same lure, uh, made the same way. Everything's the same except for the bottle. And... I also think that uh, the lure holds up better in the glass um, as far as, you know, like a one, in a one or two ounces. I think that it loses something over time in the plastic. So that's just my opinion. You know, I mean, I, in my opinion, and this is, you know, the way, way it goes, unless customers really start complaining about something, I, I generally do what I want to do. And even if they start complaining, a lot of times I'll still do what I want to do because... You know, I'm the one that has to do it. <laughs> so, um, and then I ask Sarah if it's okay, and then, you know, then we go that way. Or we don't, <laughs> and you never hear about it. So, anyways, uh, so with Alan you can, in F&T right now, Mike Murray, um, I know you can get the ones in the four ounces, you know. So, um, just a little update on, you know, what's going on with that. Um, very soon, we will have the Predator Control Group website up um sarah's building a new website um more user friendly um and so you'll be able to go on on there and order the one and four ounce you know right from us so um and what you know and then alan ships it out for us so you know the retail orders um you know but you'll be able to go right on our website predator control group website and order the one and the fours very soon um in fact, uh, you know, we uh, even have uh, Sarah's sister involved now, and she's helping with she traps, you know, to take some stress off. Because I told Sarah, I said, you know, we're trappers first, and, you know, we need need to have this where, you know, it's, uh, you know, we don't have to go to the post office and send this stuff out as much. And uh, so Sarah's sister um is uh you know involved with the sending it out the she trap stuff with us so you know that's kind of taken the load off sarah a little bit 
And because uh, like I say, there is only so much time in a day. I don't care. You, Sarah and her sister are the hardest workers that I know. Uh, F and T guys come in right there with them, but them two do not stop. And then they make me don't stop because they, they they don't care if I go in the house or quit or whatever. But you got two women out there out working me. You know I gotta, you know I gotta be out there and do it. So, um, it, but it's nice to have. Uh, her name is Jessie, and it's and uh, you've seen her daughter, Kinsley. Uh, you know uh, Sarah's niece going out trapping with us. She's the dark haired, cute little girl. Um, so. You know, it's great to have that, the family involved in the business, you know, and um, everything that's made, you know, I make it or Sarah makes it and, you know, and we bottle it and do all that. uh, Jesse helps us, you know, do some bottling and labeling and stuff like that. But when when it's put in a container to go put in in a bottle... The only people that's touched it was me or Sarah. So, uh, and that's the way we want it. Um, so, I guess in the end on that, if you have wanted to try a Predator Control Group lure, but you didn't want to pay $13 or whatever for it, here's your chance. You're going to be $7.50 for a one-ounce lure. Um The uh, other good news is, well, the other sponsor, I got to say, is uh, Sarah. Um, you know, we thought, well, we'll just sponsor it ourselves, you know, and then we have a tax write-off. So, so it's uh, Sarah's TrapLineLures.com. They uh, go check out Sarah's website. They, uh, Me and Sarah are partners on She Traps. But she she runs it. She makes the decisions. I don't step on her toes on it. And she does the same with me with Unlap Lures. Um, you know, she's half owner in it. Uh, we're together on it. But, you know, I, I generally am making the, you know, like I put the post up on Facebook. Uh, she does it on She Traps, you know. And, you know, when there's a problem with something, then we come together and do it. Otherwise, we kind of do our own thing. You know, and I shoot some ideas off each other, but, um, you know, so you should go and check her website out, ctraps.com. They, uh, and, you know, she got lots of, lots of great stuff on there. And, uh, you know, and like I say, we're, we're partners on that, them, but, uh, and then on, uh, Predator Control Group, we're partners on that. You know, we bought it from Clint together and, uh. You know, we're still we're still feeling our way out on out around on that. But uh, we got some exciting things coming um, that's going to be happening with that, and you know, I, I'm excited about it. So um, the other thing we have is I talked to I don't really know whether to say his name or not. Uh, I'll just say Trevor, and he definitely said. Um, that he, he told me that the fur prices, uh, he asked me how many coon I had. He's interested in some coon. 
Um, and I said, well, all mine are already committed for. He said, how many you got? I said, I don't know, like four freezers full, but, you know, uh, I don't know, have an exact number. You know, I, two freezers down to Iowa are full. You know, we sent some with Nick. We got a freezer here that's full, a partial another freezer that's full here in Michigan. And then Haggerty uh, took like, a, you know, so I don't know how many coon we have. You know, it could be 400. It could be 650. I don't know. I know that's a heck of a spread. We were just killing coon, skinning them, and throwing them in freezers and people hauling them home. And we, I, I have no idea. You know, I guess it's kind of like the gambler. You know, don't count your, you know, money while you're sitting at the table. <laughs> so don't count your coon while you're while you're killing them. So, um, so he said that. Uh, don't be in a big hurry. He says, you got any otter? I said, yeah, I got some left from last year, um, you know, that I didn't get all the way done, done up and sent in to get tanned. Um, and he said, well, don't be in a hurry to sell them because uh, right now, he says, you get, you know, probably a, a $40 average out of them otter. But he says, don't be in a hurry to sell them because he said, I believe they're going to be going up. So he was interested in coon. You know Iowa coon. Um, I you know he's been buying Michigan coon and stuff, um, but beaver he's definitely interested in. Which we're going to kind of cover a little bit of be- uh, some the beaver stuff today tonight. And he said that what the hell else was he interested in before he was talking about red fox. I, he didn't say anything about red fox tonight, but that doesn't mean anything because we were talking about some other stuff. Um, so. Oh, cats, bobcats. Cause I told him, and this will be something else I'm talking about later, but uh, me and Sarah's trip, I told him, I said, we're going after some cats. And um, he said, he definitely he interested in any cats we get. So, you know, the otter, the beaver, the cats, the red fox before, and raccoons, you know, um, he definitely was interested in. So um, if you're down to Iowa and have five raccoons, they have to be put up raccoons, I believe. I'll find out and clarify that next week. But if you if you got a bunch of raccoons um, and you want a price on them, uh, I'll, I'll I'll talk to him and see about putting up the message, putting up his name next week, his name and number next week, and you know you guys can give him a call. If I can help some trappers move some fur, um, I you know I, I I'll do everything I can. If if nothing else, next week if I can't, he doesn't want me to put up his information. I'll uh, I'll just have you you know if you got bigger amounts of coon send me your information you know send me a message and I'll you know give you his name and number so why don't we just do that right if you if you got a bunch of coon you're in Iowa or somewhere in the you know Golden Triangle and got a bunch of coon and want a price on them you know uh, send me a message if you got five coon there you know he isn't he can't drive there for, from here to there for five coon you know you you understand. So, the other thing is with the beaver, um, you know, um, Sarah was talking with a lady she knew, and she said that, you know, she got comfortable in not going out, you know, just trapping, but, you know, your spots are always there, and that there's people crawling all over in her spots, um, you know, probably on public ground, um, trapping beaver. I've seen more pictures on Facebook of beaver, of dead beaver, this year than what I've seen probably, I don't know, in six, seven years, you know. So 
if, if you got a spot and you think there's beaver there and you're planning on saving them, you know, uh, it, it probably isn't going to be, you know, the best idea. You know, I mean, a lot of us like to go out there in the spring and that's what I'm planning on doing. I'm planning on going out in the spring trapping beaver like I always do. I'll catch what I can catch. Um, you know, I mean, the catch was down a little bit last year um, already, and I'm sure it'll be down this year compared to what we usually catch. And uh, that's, that's just how this works. The price goes up, people, influx of people come in and to catch them. And, you know, and that that's just how it works. But uh, don't hesitate to get out there if you know there's some beaver. They're going to be good right now. You know, I mean, we're in January, even even down south. You know, I mean, they're they're hatter beaver. It doesn't really matter, but um, you know, don't don't hesitate to get out there and get them. Uh, it's been damn nice weather in in most of the country, so. Uh, also, I said earlier that we had I you know didn't have all the otter from last year put up and tanned. We we got. Uh, we sent uh, otter with the feet on and some muskrats that were, you know, hooped like beaver. And I sent two bobcats. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, a mink. There was some other stuff I sent in this shipment to uh, Ben out to Sleepy Creek. And uh, I got to say, he, he's, he did a good job last year, but his tan job is even better this year than what it was last year. Um, he's doing a great job. I told Sarah, I said, man, he's, he's really doing, you know, doing good. And, uh, she agreed. And, yeah, so, you know, if you need anything, anything tanned, you know, Ben out to Sleepy Creek, I mean, he's doing an awesome job. I mean, it's, you know, nice, soft leather. And I mean, I, cu I couldn't have been happier with every single thing that I sent out there. So, um, but uh, if you send something out there and they get screwed up, it's still not my fault. So <laughs> you made the decision. But I, I'm sure it won't ever be, thing will be fine. But if it isn't, because <laughs> uh, we, we drink beer once in a while with uh, Ben and his crew at a uh, couple, couple different conventions. And uh, the one guy, I don't think they let him put a knife in his hand. Um, he, he, uh, he gets a little crazy. So... But no, but seriously, they're all good guys. But that guy is crazy, so watch yourself. Um, but we have a we have a, a lot of fun going with out and drinking their beer. Yep, I said drinking their beer. So the uh, other what we're gonna kind of do. Oh, we had some other big news this week. Um, I was really happy. Uh, we got Dunlap Lures Facebook page back. I never thought I would be able to tell you that. Uh, it it was I got hacked on November eighth. Uh, they they had this two th authorization thing, and where they'll send you a message and say, "Were you at this place?" And then one of the messages they sent was, "The hackers is it looked just like Facebook thing." It says, uh, did you log in from Moscow, Russia? And I'm like, sitting in Heron, Michigan, and I'm like, yeah, nope, that wasn't me. So, anyways, uh, 
I said no, just like I had done before on Facebook, and basically let let uh, basically I was sending my information to the freaking hackers. So it was my own fault, but I it looked just like Facebook's thing, and uh, you know. It was just, it was a shitty deal. And uh, I, uh, there was at one point where if I'd have known where they were, I, you know, even out of country, I, if I thought I could have found them, which I know I can't, it, it would have been bad. Because <laughs> um, I, I was talking about, like, you know, I'd like to, uh, you know, challenge them to a duel with a Hudson Bay axe and I'm and I'm choosing Hudson Bay axes you know that's how pissed off I was and I, I know that sounds funny but I'm dead serious <laughs> I would think nothing of you know it, it, it would be bad you know I mean it's just a Facebook platform it, it wasn't the point of that it was the point of you know, no different than somebody steals your trap along the road. Is that financially going to break you? No. It's the point of somebody couldn't keep their hands off your shit. And they wanted to hurt you. You know, um, that was the point. It was the, just old, you know, West justice is what they deserve. You know, trap thieves or hackers on, you know, the platforms. that They just want to, they only care about themselves. And I'm good with somebody who only caring about themselves. Just don't have it affect me, you know. Um, so, anyways, we got that back. Uh, I sent shit to Facebook and back and forth, and uh, I don't know, borderline threatening. I even threatened to sue them. <laughs> you know, I mean, but I did say small claims court. <laughs> you know, so I told him, I said, I will sue you in small claims court. <laughs> I thought, well, you know, they can't have a lawyer there. So somebody's got to show up from Facebook or they got to pay me the money. So I, it's a win-win either way. But anyways, part of me wishes I'd have went down that road just to see what would have happened. But I, I figured probably I'd get countersued. And then have to pay them a bunch of money for doing not not doing their job. So, anyways, so um, I got um, Brittany Dostel from Dostel Digital. Um, her husband Travis went down to Louisiana with me and Sarah and Mike and J One last year, and um, so, you know, and they, they did the commercials for us and all that. So, you know, look up Docile Digital. You know, Brittany does an awesome job. Um, you know, you can find some of our commercials she did and check out her work. She, you know, and she traps and hunts and everything. But I got Brittany involved, and she started sending emails to them uh, to tell them, you know, that we've been hacked. And anyways, uh, then I got, you know, and Sarah was uh, involved and. She got all the thing written up like they wanted. You had to write it up in a specific manner, and I couldn't do it. Uh, I didn't know how to did do digital signing with my real signature for them. And you had to write in there about, um, you know, I solemnly swear that all this information is true and all this other stupid shit. And then I had to send in uh, our DBA credit card with Dunlap lures on it, uh, the 
you know, checking account information, you name it. So we send this all in, and then I send them, and I wait. And then they come back and say, well, we're, you know, you should have access to your page. And I'm like, no, I'm still blocked. So then they go and say, well, we, you have access to it. No, I didn't. So like two days later, hadn't heard nothing from them. I went, got on Facebook and Dunlap Lures popped up. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, so it was... It was a real relief that they had finally done something. I never thought I'd get it back. I was I was at the point where I was just gonna get it, try to get it taken down because on copyright infringement. Because once they kicked me off of Dunlap Lures, the copyright they were in copyright infringement on everything, you know. So that was the next route, and I was at that stage where I was just gonna get it taken down rather than uh, have trappers start getting. Uh, you know, scammed by them people. So it took from November 8th all the way through till about three, four days ago. So that would have been damn near two months, you know. Uh, of and par I had partial control, you know, through most of it where I could put up posts and stuff like that. But then I seen his name, the, this guy's name pop up and I blocked him on there because i thought it was the hacker guy and then uh he must have let himself back in and then he he uh he kicked me so but we but anyways i got it back so if you see something on there you know it definitely was me and uh social media you know i mean it, it's uh you know I, i've met a lot of great people most of them are, are, are great, but, uh, you know, I mean, social media, you know, does really suck sometimes. Um, you know, I mean, just, you know, you got to worry about getting hacked, um, you know, not saying the wrong thing. Somebody, you know, uh, get, get all upset, you know, but hurt about something that you're like, that's not even what I meant, you know, cause you can't read the emotion. Like if you're in person or talking on the phone, you know, and, uh, you know, and then you got so many different varying opinions and you have some people that trap one day in their whole life and you got ones that, you know, have lots of experience, um, you know, and so, you know, and the one that trap only, only is read about trapping is telling the guy that's trapped lots of stuff, you know, that he's wrong and wanting to fight and argue and, you know, I mean, it, there's a lot of positive to it. But people always seem to, some people always make it where it goes negative, and it really is too bad. And it's like there's a post on Trappy Talk tonight where a guy was complaining about dogs getting, you know, people saying about dogs getting caught, you know, and that's the first thing people would see. You know what? Dogs can get caught in traps. It, it just That just happens. You let the dog out. These aren't the traps of, you know, uh, 1865. You know, I mean, th these traps uh, are designed to turn stuff loose. You know, uh, maybe you'll have a sore foot. Oh, well, maybe you'll stay home next time. You know, uh, I know, you know, so that's why I, 
you know, uh, you know, the 330s aren't on land. Uh, that's why, the, you know, uh, you know, we don't set them next to boat ramps where guys are duck hunting, you know, letting their dogs out run around uh, to, to, you know, pee and uh, poop there. You know, it doesn't matter that they ain't supposed to be doing that. It only matters that we just don't catch their catch their dogs in you know the conifers. But if you got footholds, uh, you know dogs dogs run loose and people don't tie them up and they think they got the right to do it. So you know, but this guy he's all upset about it. Um, you know, but you know it, it it doesn't doesn't have to be a a freaking bloodbath on every single thing. You know, and that just seems the way the the social media gets gets a lot of times, and uh, I try not to get caught up in it. And uh, you know, that's why I suggest, you know, if there's any any of you guys that uh, you know, just turn it off, turn it off for a day or two. Don't don't even go on, um, you know. But certainly don't give it up. I'm not ever gonna you know probably give it up because. I enjoy seeing the pictures of people all over the United States and the world, you know. I mean, how cool is it to see somebody in Australia catching dingoes? I mean, that's pretty cool. Or the guy that's down in South Africa. Well, I say South Africa because that's the only, only thing I know in Africa is South Africa. But he's <laughs> somewhere in Africa, you know, and he's catching, uh, you know, uh, crocs that are killing people. Um, you know, all these, uh, what we would consider exotic animals, but they're just the animals there. Um, you know, um, it's cool to see that, you know, he's protecting people and livestock and stuff in Africa. And, you know, I mean, that that's all, I mean, how great is that to be able to see, you know, it's like, I was telling Sarah the other day, I said, how awesome is it that we're alive now? Uh, you know, it's like people say, I'd like to, oh, I, I, I wish I was born 100 years ago, 200 years ago. You know, I'd like to go trapping then. And not me. You know what? That Not me. I don't want to have been born 100 years ago or 200 years ago or 500 years ago or 10,000 years ago. Um, yeah, I would like to see stuff back then and see how. I don't want to live then. I want to live now. This is the greatest time. I get in my truck. I take some traps and I drive from here to town. And then I think, you know what? I'm hungry. I'm going to stop at Subway. How awesome is that? <laughs> I think it's awesome. You know, you get down at the end of the day, you smell like a, a, a raccoon. You got raccoon blood all over you. You smell like, you know, skinning them. You get that, uh, you know, that raccoon smell from the grease and everything. You go in, you take a shower. I mean, how awesome was that? The only reason Jim Bridger walked or rode a horse or stayed in a tent was because he had to, and he he didn't have all this stuff. He, he would have been, if you'd have showed up with a Subway sandwich for Jim Bridger, he would have kissed your ass. So, you know, and, I, and God only knows what he'd done for a, a Culver sandwich. I'm just saying, you know, it, it was the old West, and, and, you know, so you you know what I'm saying. So, this is a great time to be alive, you know, and I, th I think if we all just look at it of, you know, the technology and stuff and don't get wrapped up in, you know, and what a perfect time, you know, uh, where we can go and, you know, see and have friends and, you know, see what, you know, what you caught today, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's great. I think a lot of times with the social media, the associations are missing 
uh, ways to make money. You know, it's like, you know, and we all do this, but, you know, it's like with the associations in the social media, um, what we have is, it's like, I'll just say like the National Trapper Association. They have the magazine, they get a hold of me, and they want me to, you know, say advertise it. And, I, and Rich Fowler runs it, and I really like Rich a lot. He's a good guy. So this has nothing to do with Rich or the NTA. I'm just using them as examples, um, you know. But they have a Facebook uh, page or a group, right? So what they do is is they want me to spend, say, $150 to advertise in this magazine. Well, then they have this, and they have, let's say, 9,000 members. I don't know the exact number, but let's say 9,000. Well, on their Facebook page, they have 6,000. So I'm going to assume a lot of them, or most of them, are NTA members. Um, so that's six out of the nine. And I can go on there. I don't. But, you know, there's a lot of people on there. I mean, if you go on the NTA uh, Facebook page, it, it, it looks like a, a running advertisement from some of these guys. You know, so, and I don't even know if they even advertise in the magazine and pay the 150 bucks. But you know, like the NTA, you have six. They have six thousand people or whatever on their page, their Facebook page group. I mean, they could say, "Hey, you know, if you want to advertise, uh, you get, uh, you know, it's you get one advertisement a week, you or you know, for fifty dollars uh, a month, you know, or I, I don't know. I'm just throwing spitting numbers out. I'm not, I haven't put a pencil to it. But you know, them guys will pay. They'll pay. You know, but I mean, it's a good way for some of the associations to make money, you know, and it's fair because anybody can do it. You know, you're not, you want to pay 50 bucks, you can, you can do it. You don't want to pay 50 bucks, it ain't worth it to you, or you ain't got 50 bucks, you know, then, then you don't, you know. So, you know, there's different ways that they could make money on social media, um, you know, to, uh, to generate funds, you know. And, uh, I, I, you know, there's a lot of other opportunities like that also. So I, and, 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 you know, and I look at, you know, uh, the, the positive side of things most of the time, you know, um, yeah. Do I get down the dumps and do I get negative? Absolutely. Anybody that says that they don't is got, is on double the pills I'm taking. Okay. So. That you'd have to be on double the pills if you're never ever sad, you're never ever depressed, you're never nothing, <laughs> you know. But I I do try to look at the positive and you know find the solution to the problem. Um, and generally, when I get like down in the dumps or depressed, and it lasts for a day or two, generally. When I come out the other side, I'm on fire to do whatever, you know, like I'm going to, uh, you know, depressed about this or that. And when I come out the other side, I, I, I'm on fire to, you know, you know, go out and kick ass on whatever I'm doing. Um, you know, so usually sometimes it takes a couple of days of depression to, you know, to get the fire. You know, it's like the smoke, the smoke, and then then you see some flames and all of a sudden she's shooting. You know, the kindling's burning hot, so... Um, so I know that I look at this stuff in a positive light, um, but I don't see any other way to look at it. You know, I mean, I, uh, I think that the NTA and these associations could, um, you know, really 
really start doing things on social media to make and generate money. Um, you know, get people to donate. You know, protect your pets. Protect your pets. Donate to the National Trapper Association. I made an ad up, and I'm not good at making ads, but I uh, I would like to know if they ever got any money donations because uh, it, it got like 100,000 views, I think, on that video or something. It might even be more than that. Um, I put in this, like, on, uh, um, you know, like when they have the Humane Society or one of them shithead association, you know, things, they come on there and they got this sad music playing, and it's so, so sad. And then they show the one-eyed dog, you know, um, you know, the ears been ripped off, uh, you know, three legs, the tails, you know, chopped, you know, and and then they say, oh, you know, are you sitting in your warm home? Are you, uh, you know, eating good food? Well, these dogs are starving to death. You know, here, donate to us and we'll, <laughs> right? Right? I mean, that's what they do. They play on emotions of people. That's what they do. Because, you know what? The thing is, is that is that the, most people are, uh, like, when we're talking about trapping, yeah, we love trapping and stuff like that. We're not coming at it from an emotional level. The antis and the crazies are the are emotional, and that's why they use that emotion in those ads to get people to donate that money. I say we do the same damn thing because the ad that I had... Now, if we go and put up... If the NTA went on a national thing or just run it on social media and said, Heads, all right, so you got this coyote running down the road, all right, and it's got a coyote, and it's got a, uh, uh, let's say a calico cat. Are you picturing it? There's houses on each side as a subdivision, and, the, and that coyote runs past, and I've seen the footage, and he stops and looks, and he's got the cat dead hanging in his mouth. All right, so you got that, and you're playing the, you're playing some music, and then you start playing the sad music, and you go, cut to the little girl with the tears coming down her face. Fluffy's dead. Fluffy's dead. You know, I wish that, I wish I would have had somebody to protect my cat. And then, and you know, then go to the donation to the NTA. You know, help us. Help us help protect your your uh, loved loved one cats bullshit whatever, and you know then have them people don't donate on their emotions to us. They're gonna donate. I put that like I said. I did an ad. It wasn't very good, but it wasn't bad. You know, for for who was doing it, it was wasn't bad. But uh, you know, I would like to know if they ever got a donation for anybody, and I'm not even sure they could even tell me. But, you know, uh, I put up, you know, donate to the NTA to protect your loved ones and blah, blah, blah. And anyways, I, I just think that we could use the uh, anti's bullshit against them. You know, and like I say, I'm always positive. Do I, do I know it'll work? Hell yes, I know it'll work. I know that, I know that somebody out there will donate. You know, and then you could run ads, you know, uh, you know, help, help protect, you know, uh, you know, the turkeys and help protect blah, blah, blah. You know, all the stuff we know that we're doing, um, you know, 
put it out there. You know, a lot of sportsmen and stuff, they would donate, uh, you know, help help protect, you know, the turkeys and help the NTA and, you know, stuff. So, you know, I think the the, the big money maker would be on uh, protecting uh, that little crying girl's cat. <laughs> you know, so. But, you know, like I said, there's a lot of stuff out there um, that the, these associations could do to generate money. And then, you know, then if this uh, conventions don't turn off good or whatever, you know, their main fundraisers, it's not that as big a deal, you know, or you only made half on your convention because it was in a shitty spot, you know. I mean, you, you, uh, you know, could still make, you know, still got all this income coming in from, you know, all the crazies. So, you know, on the commercial, we probably shouldn't call them crazies, you know. That probably would be, you know, not right. But they are. So, anyways, I would love to be involved in something like that, with helping the NTA and doing all that. And I, I think it would be great. Or they could do it on their own and me not involved at all. But I would love to just see what I, but I would like to know what happened. You know, just tell me the first run of it, how much you got donations. That's all I want to know. I think it'd be great. So, the next part, what we're going to kind of cover is, if you get any questions, you know, uh, like a lot of times the, um, you know, if you're a beginner trapper or whatever, you'll have, you know, we get, you, you go ahead and send us message me or Sarah messages on Facebook, because we're going to have, try and have it. As long as we got to get the messages, uh, you know, answer some questions on here um, about, you know, whatever whatever the questions are you ask. Uh, Justin asked, wondering if simply mice will work for catching weasels. Uh, yeah, the thing is, is when you're weasel trapping, it will 100% work for, for trapping weasels. In fact, a lot of times we use... Uh, you know, me or Sarah's uh, mouse bait in the boxes because a, a, one of the one of the biggest food of the weasels are mice, and you know. So what we always do is, well, you got your bait in the back of the box, and a lot of times you'll start catching them. The mice will come through, and you'll catch them, and then you know, even in them big rat traps, especially with them big pans. I mean, it just smashes them. And uh, I'll take it out, throw it in the back of the box. Sometimes you'll have, you know, 10, 12, 14, 15 mice in the back of this box. Anyways, what they it's crazy as hell because it looks like a horror show. If you were only big enough to, like, stand in that box and look at this, it would be like a horror show because the mice start eating each other. The live ones coming in go over the dead one in the trap or get by the trap and go in the back and eat the other ones, and then you can see mouse trail coming out of blood, <laughs> you know, with mouse footprints. It's, like, crazy as hell. But, so, you know, that just makes that box better and better and better and better. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, um, I, I haven't done it recently, but we'll take them boxes out and set them, you know, like outside along a brush line or something where the mice can start getting in there and build a nest and stuff. And, 
you know, if you can get, you know, start getting that, that mouth smell in there, it just, in that wood, it just makes it so much better, you know, and, uh, you know, so that's why I say we definitely use, like, Simply Mice will 100% work in the back of the box, and then what we'll do is, is put a little bit of weasel lure in there, uh, and then, you know, like, Hellfire, Holy Water on the outside of the box, not on the box, just, like, on a stick right there to, you know, it's like a long call. Same way you would do it with, like, coyotes or some, or bobcats or anything. You know, you're just doing it on a smaller level, you know, with the weasels. Um, we had another... We had a couple... This is just one question. Uh, he keeps getting dug out, but he can't... But can't see trap and uncovered my pan um there was another one sarah showed me a video of you know he's getting dug out and he's got sheep's wool and the sheep's wool is pulled out you know the thing is i'm always like in these in these positions where i think you know you're i'm not there so i can't see it but my first gut reaction, and a lot of people that trap for a long time, their first gut reaction is when you're dug up, it's not a coyote. Not saying it isn't a coyote. You know, I mean, generally they're not coming in there like, you know, and I know that coyotes will dig up a trap, but generally what it is, it's a raccoon. If it's flipped over, you know, it's uh, a lot of times it's a raccoon. If your pan is just uncovered, you know your pan a lot i found that like with them wire pan covers if i use them in certain areas of the united states they get the top the dirt dug off of them there's them i don't know if it's mice or squirrels or what it is but something comes in there and uncovers that trap you know like the pan where the pan cover is they they, they want to eat it or breed it or i don't know what the hell they want to do but they want to do something with that pan because if I don't use that and switch over to wax paper, I don't have that problem, you know? So, um, you know, and that's why a lot of times like with, I'll use wool down in my dirt holes. It is, yeah, it'll keep the lure, you know, uh, you know, composition better down in the hole or under, you know, on your flat set. But I use it down in that hole because if I come there and that, is pulled out of there i know my bait ain't down in there no more it's like a flag you know like on a tip up that lets me know that there's an issue you know because if everything in that hole is gone you know i mean that's not any good i put it there because i figured uh you know one to come in there and get caught but if there's nothing there there's no reason for him to come in there um you know so the first thing is is if you're getting dug up like this gentleman or the one i watched the video you know um, you know, just make sure I, I've done it myself. That's, that's how I know what you're going through is I've done it myself. If I'm after, if I'm after a coyote and something happens, a coyote dug it up. If I can't see tracks of anything else, a coyote dug it up. If I'm after bobcats, a bobcat messed it up or a gray fox, whatever I'm after is the, the animal that, and, and I know that because that's what I do. You know, I, I've done that myself. And, and probably still will do that. You know, I mean, that's just a natural reaction. That's what my mind's on, and that's what I figured did it. Um, so just make sure that it's the animal, you know, that you 
the digging it up or messing with it that you really think. I mean, really bear down and look and see what's going on there. You know, and, you know, if you start seeing coyote tracks standing on your pan, um, you know, or on the pan, but on the, like the jawline, stuff like that, you know, um, you know, then, then you can do stuff like, you know, uh, you know, put a little blocking off to the side, you know, I'm talking little, um, you know, maybe start, you know, picking spots where the grass is thicker, you know, and there's a bare spot, you know, and you could put that trap there. So, you know, there's different things you can do for that. But on the main question, just make sure that that's what's digging up your trap, you know, um, because sometimes it is, but sometimes it, a lot of times it isn't. Because um, generally, if you get dug up by a coyote, what generally, not always, what's happened is, is you set that, that coyote's just coming into that set because he smells that set and he's coming into it. And what'll happen is, is let's say he's supposed to come in, your set, your set is set up that he's coming in from the south going north and that's going he's going right across your trap and going to hit that hole okay that means the wind has to be blowing across that set that way if you reverse that and the wind is blowing the other way he's not he's going to he's just smelling that coming up out of that hole he doesn't know that there's a hole there he's just smelling it and digging in from the back side to get to, he can smell something down in there, and so he starts digging, trying to dig into it, you know, and th and that's what happens when you get dug out a lot of times. Not every time, just a lot of the time. So, my other suggestion, as a fur trapper, uh, you know, and I know this isn't what you want to hear, if you, if you actually get a smart coyote that is digging you out on all these sets and stuff, I don't want to catch that one. I want to catch the easy ones and move on, you know. But if you're there and have to do it, you know, um, there's different things you can do. You can, you know, have your set and leave your set right where it's at because he has to be standing somewhere to, you know, dig that, that pan off. Let's say he's digging that pan off, just running his foot across it. He's got to be standing somewhere. So you figure where he's going to be standing and then put a blind set in there, even if you had to put in two blind sets, and let him come back in there and do it. The other thing is, is you can set on that back side and just put a trap there. You know, you've already got, he's already got the bait and lure uh, pegged, you know, and if he's trying to dig in from the back side, just put a trap there. I've, I've done that multiple times um, because the wind switched and I, and he started digging from the back and rather than make another set and all that, I just set on the backside and leave everything the same way. And I, you know, you come back and there, you know, there's the coyote, you know, in the trap or, you know, on the drag. So, so, you know, um, the next question is, but, DP bait stolen by mice. And, you know, yeah, it, it, them things, mice, and up here, uh, we have a lot of problems with them, red squirrels. And I'm sure, you know, other parts of the northern states have them red squirrels. Uh, but the mice are, especially like in Iowa, they're a pain in the ass. They, uh, you know, once they find it, you're almost be better off picking the trap up and moving it somewhere else. Because... Like, if I showed up there at, let's say, 11 o'clock today, 
and I filled that trap right at the top and I always sprinkle some on the ground, you know, because I think it helps to get them coon to stop. Spray some sauce, you know, DP sauce on there, uh, you know, ch choke cherry and or put some firefly on there. When I come back the next day at 11 o'clock, there's not a scrap left in there. There's none around it. Them freaking mice have cleaned that damn thing right out. Because um, there is apparently a shitload of mice in Iowa. So when they find it, you know, but there are things you can do. It, 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 especially if you're running, uh, let's say, like 12 traps, 24 traps, 6 traps, 30 traps. You know, you start getting up into, you know, uh, running 200, 400 traps you know, DPs, it makes it tougher because then you have to do everything 400 times or 200 times, you know, um, and I, every trap I have, I don't have problems with the mice. It's just certain spots, um, you know, so, but there's certain things you can do if you have a smaller amount of traps and that's going to be the, 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 the general, uh, consensus with most people is, is the, you know, they're running, you know, um, you know, a dozen or two traps. Um, so, we, I built the caps. I took uh, washers. I took a washer and, a, you know, like a flat washer. It would cover this top of the trap, you know, and they, nothing could get in there if I laid it on top. And then I went and got the dowels. And I, I cut a dowel, you know, long enough to go down into the trap, maybe three inches. And I, I went and took a screw and screwed that dowel right to that, that washer. And there's different variations of this that you can do with different things, um, you know. But then I could you could go and put that down in there. You know, you'd have the dowel that would go down into the trap, and then you have the washer on top. Um, and if you, you know, it's best to use, put a eye, like an eye, eye screw in there, and then, and then you can wire to your trap. Otherwise... You get the damn, uh, you know, coons running off with them, which we're going to talk about with the golf balls here in a second. But, you know, I preferred, you know, them caps. The problem is, is, you know, they don't get usually chewed up in one time, but, you know, the coon are sitting there and they end up, you know, the baits, it's got the bait smell on the wood. And, you know, over time, the coons will, will chew, chew the damn, uh, you know, dull up or off, you know, so... It's one more thing that has to be fixed. Um, and I just was like, I'd rather get out and bait them. I need the exercise anyways. Um, and I don't want to, you know, mess with these, you know, all tank, more shit tangled up. You know, it's already bad enough with the DPs getting tangled up. I, you got the caps with the cable and, you know, and then, then you got 300 traps all tangled up. It'd be like, you know, but basically about like dealing with the 330s with the safety hooks on them on Dukes, you know, all, all in the pile. You know, you pull up one and you got seven. So the other thing you can do is, uh, you know, if you have access to uh, golf balls, you know, you could drill a hole through the golf ball, take an eye bolt, and, you know, because I was talking to a guy online just to this, this morning, and he, that's what kind of brought this up in my mind is, you know, he said, uh, do you ever use golf balls? And I says, uh, you know, no, um, you know, I made the caps. And I says, but he said, well, the damn coon keep taking off with them. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you got to do this. And, you know, drill a hole through the golf ball, take the eye bolt, and, you know, get one, I don't know the length, let's say four inches, 
four or five inches. You know, you want it like three inches below the golf ball. You want the top part so you can wire it off to your trap so they can't take off with the golf ball. And the bottom part makes it so like if a if a mouse comes up there or something, they can't they don't they can't just push it off. It'll you know the bolt part is down in the trap. You got your golf ball setting on top of the DP. The bolt is down in there, and when it, you know, and then it will hit on each side if it cut if they try to roll it, just roll it off, right? So, you know that that gives you another option. But if you don't wire it to the trap or cable it to the trap, then they're just going to take off with it and your bolt, you know. So, um, you know, it's basically you know what whatever somebody wants to do. Those are a couple of options of you know for the DPS, um, you know. You know, I'd, I, you know, I'd like to sit there and, you know, just shoot the mice, you know, and then bring them back to life and shoot them again. I was so aggravated with them, um, you know, but it gives you a couple options um, that, uh, you know, if you're just starting out, you might not might not know. Um, the other thing is uh, I had a question from uh, Chad Lane. Um, he was asking me. You know, he's listening to the trapping radio. And a lot of times, you know, there's a... Uh, people go back and listen to the older episodes and stuff. And he wanted to know how to listen to trapping radio. One, you know, the first one Clint did all the way up through 85. And what those were was on trapping radio, the original one, on a different server. We're trying to get them. Um, you know, basically, Clint's IT guy, we're having... We have trouble trying to get him to do anything i mean i'm just being honest um you know we can't get him to hardly do anything uh or return calls back or anything else um you know clint says he's a really nice guy and i'm sure he is he's just busy um but you know i'm rubbing my head um so we are working on getting i want the first episode through 85. So uh, if it's at all humanly possible or unhumanly possible to get those, um, you know, we will get them because there's a lot of episodes in there. I, I, you know, I don't remember Clint's first episode. I want to hear Clint on the first episode, you know, uh, what, what what the hell was he talking about? You know, I mean, what did he talk about in the first episode? And the other thing... It, it wasn't called Trapping Radio 2.0 or Trapping or Trapping Radio. It was uh, Trapping Across America is was what, what he was calling it. So, you know, um, you know, it, it, it'd be interesting to, you know, listen to it and hear the, you know, go to from one, listen to two and three and then skip up to, you know, 250 or 400 and you know hear how clint progressed you know i mean it'd be it'd be interesting he definitely uh had different thoughts you know in the beginning than what he had towards the end on stuff so the other uh what we're what we're doing is uh we've been like super busy um and that's why this didn't get done it put up on Friday, um, like I had hoped. Um, just P 
people are trapping. It's like everybody says, uh, well, you know, trapping is dying. And I, I don't see it. I go to F&T, swamped. Go to Funkies, swamped. You, you talk to, you know, this person that's in the industry, swamped. Everybody's sending in orders, swamped. And it's an awesome t uh, problem to have, um, you know, and everybody is grateful. And But it's like you see other people are saying, well, trapping is dying and there is no other. Bullshit. Bullshit. It's not dying. You know, I mean, you know, do we need to put it, keep our foot on the gas pedal? Absolutely. But, you know, basically, if you think trapping is dying, you need to expand your circle and get some more trappers in your circle. Because to me, uh, there. The, I, I talk to new trappers every, every day. Almost every day I talk to new people getting into it or asking questions and, you know, uh, how do I, you know, where, what kind of traps should I order? Uh, you know, uh, you know, this and that. And, you know, so I only see it as expanding because if we lose some off the back end, you know, we're not really losing them. They might have to, you know, a change in, um, you know, their job or they had to quit now. They couldn't afford to do it, you know, with, uh, you know, cause the, the fur in their area isn't worth a lot if they had, you know, like Southern Coon, um, you know, we're not losing them. They're just not participating at this point. But if we're picking up new people, I don't see, I don't see how we're losing people. I mean, you know, so to me, I think trapping's growing. I mean, I, I, I know I have a difference of opinion in a lot of people, but, uh, you know, that, I mean, just because I have a different of opinion, it doesn't make me wrong. So, like, I guess if you go by that, it doesn't mean I'm right either, but, <laughs> but in my opinion, uh, I'm, I'm not wrong, <laughs> which I guess that would mean that, uh, that somebody else's opinion, I could be wrong. So, there's people getting into trapping <laughs> that i i can i can prove um so you know are are they getting involved in the associations no no a lot of them aren't um you know what is the reasons behind that uh i i have a few ideas but i don't know for sure um they just you know i mean people aren't into joining stuff like they used to be i mean you know i mean are any of you young guys out there, did you go join, like, I don't know, like the Lions Club or, you know, did you join, like, you know, uh, you know the Eagles where you can go over and drink? And, you know, I mean, most young people aren't, you know, I mean, they ain't going joining stuff like that. They just, they're not, they're not joining it, you know, organizations and all that, um, you know, so who knows, who knows? You know, but uh, I, I, I don't think because if the, num if the numbers go down in associations, that doesn't mean that people aren't getting into trapping. It just means they're not joining that association. And like I said, that's my opinion. But that's the only one I got. So <laughs> I'm sure I'll hear other opinions. Great. But uh, anyways... We are trying to get, uh, you know, Trapping Radio 1 through 85, Chad, and everybody else, and uh, we really want to get them. Um, and if, 
the other thing is uh if you go uh we've been putting up a lot of videos especially with our dunlap lures facebook page is is uh you know, it was gone. I've been putting up some more videos and stuff on there lately uh, well, since I got it back. But uh, I've really been putting up a lot of videos on YouTube and our channel is really growing. And I really appreciate everybody going on there and supporting it and stuff. Um, it's under Dunlap Lures slash She Traps. And, um, you know, we also are running uh, uh, the uh, Predator Control Group um, YouTube. So, you know, we're trying to put some videos up on there and um you know I, I i'm having fun i love it i love all this it's all all puts me right in direct contact with trappers and you know and uh you get to see you know if you know you can touch somebody out there my only goal i mean yeah i want to sell stuff my only goal what, what really i love is i put up a video and I, I make it the video so that a guy's sitting there with his kids and he will go, wants, says, you know what? That dingback can go out there and he's having fun. I think I can do that. And my kids would love to go do that and they give us something to do outside. Or a guy that deer hunts wants to, you know, go out and, you know, catch some coon and, you know, he gets involved in trapping. That is my goal. I, I want to get as many people into this trapping in our lifestyles as I, as I can, uh, you know, and that, that, that is what I, 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 I do love that. Um, you know, I, I don't care if somebody knows I got somebody in the trapping, I'm not looking for a pat on the back. I just personally love that, uh, it, it planting the seed. You know, I mean, I'm a Christian. I'm piss poor Christian. You know, I was raised Southern Baptist and I, you know, the problem is I'm accountable. You're accountable for everything that you know. And that's the problem is I know a lot. Um, and I'm, I'm, <laughs> it makes me accountable for a lot, you know, but, you know, like the Christian, um, and this isn't going to turn into a preaching thing. This is just, you know, uh, to help get trappers. Uh, you know, it's like, just because you plant the seed and then somebody else waters it, and then, you know, if you've got it in good soil, you know, you're going to see f the fruit bear. And it, that is a Christian, uh, you know, that is uh, come, you know, from the Bible and it's a Christian, you know, message. But if you take that into the trapping world, and I don't think there's nothing wrong with, you know, taking, you know, what God teaches us and, you know, use it on others. If you plant the seed of trapping in someone, and even though, you know, somebody else waters it, like, you know, and they see another video and somebody else waters it and waters it, you know, you know, it, it, it definitely, you, you'll see the fruit bear on it, you know, and I, and that's why I'm so glad that, you know, um, you know, there's so many people getting into YouTube and, you know, putting up YouTube videos and, you know, we're all planting the seeds, we're all watering the seeds, and we're all working together. Even though we're not working together, it is working together. And, uh, you know, I'm glad you got all the guys are out there with the videos and showing their kids and, you know, showing this and showing that. Because somebody I can reach, you may not be able to reach. Somebody reversed, you know, and 
you know, uh, somebody with taking kids out will be able to touch somebody, you know, and get them that spark going with, uh, you know, with the kids. So, you know, I, uh, you know, if you, if, if you're not doing a YouTube channel, you might want to think about doing one. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. You don't have to do it for money. You know, you can, you know, you get a thousand subscribers, you can make a few bucks off of it. And, uh, I see some people saying, I don't get paid by YouTube. I just do it, you know. I'll tell you what. Great. That's great for you. But you know what? If I get a liberal, anti-trapping organization to give me money to let me put uh, content on their thing, and they'll give me 20 bucks, I'm taking the 20 bucks. You know? So I get to reach people, and you're going to pay me. And it's not coming one penny out of a trapper's pocket. And I get to reach uh, people I might be able to get into trapping. I think this is a hell of a deal. Sign me up. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, to each their own, but I'm taking the 20 bucks. Every time. <laughs> so, you know, if you ain't got a YouTube channel started, you don't have to do it for the money. You you, you can be a principalist. Um, but uh, you can also be a principalist with 20 bucks. So... Think about starting a channel, um, you know, be out there watering the seeds and planting the seeds and, you know, we'll, we'll, all, all, all we got to do is just, uh, you know, just show what we're doing and people will be interested. They've, they've lost their way. We just need to bring them back. Bring them back to their common sense. Some of them it's too far gone and, and they had none and, uh, you know, too much inbreeding. Uh, but, you know, the ones that... Uh, have only lost their common sense. It wasn't bred out of them. You know, we'll we'll bring them back. The other ones, we don't want them anyways. They're just shitheads. You know, like a Nancy Pelosi type. <laughs> Did I say that? All right, we're out of here. Tune in next week. Uh, probably hurt somebody's feelings again. So, anyways, thank you all for tuning in. And, um, you know, all the encouraging messages you send about how much you like the show. It, it, it really does help. It really does help. So, anyways, I uh, just uh, thank everybody for every trapper out there for all you've done for me through my whole life. And, uh, you know, I know Sarah feels the same way. And uh, trapper's always been really good to me. Some of them been real assholes, but as a whole. <laughs> I'm talking as a whole. Not the couple dipshits, you know, which we'll probably talk about it on some show, the dipshits. But I'm talking about the whole, the whole trapping community has been good to me. So, yeah, they always have been. Get out there and kill something.